Uh, I'm glad that you came. We've been looking at the subject uh, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Been a while. Uh, we started on, uh, on music preacher about four weeks ago. Preacher talked on music. Then he asked me to come talk a little bit on contemporary Christian music. And uh, we started on it. Uh, I tried to get it done as quickly as I could, but I didn't quite make it. And so we're going to get a bit of a review, and then I'm going to give you the balance of the information on contemporary Christian music, okay? It's really important that we understand music. Uh, just like everything else in life, everything has an order. Okay? I use this illustration with teenagers and young adults a lot. Order. I let everything be done decently and in order, the Bible says. And I use this illustration of a washing machine. A washing machine has an order to it. First, you put it in the clothes. You don't pull it in the clothes, it's not going to get clean, amen? And then you got to put in the soap powder, amen, and if, or liquid, whatever you're going to use. And, uh, or if you want to eat one of those things, I guess. Uh, and then you're going to put in uh, some softener, maybe, uh, if your washer's made that way. Then you set how you want the water, hot, cold, however you want the water set, and then you set the cycles, amen? Now, if I decide, if I set all the cycles and I set all my water and I put the, uh, the bleach and the uh, uh, detergent in there and shut the door and go away, is my clothes going to get clean? No, what did I do? I didn't turn it on. Okay, I, okay, so now I turn it on. What did I forget? I forgot to put my clothes inside. Amen? Can't get them clothes. Okay, so I put the clothes in there, I set the cycles, I set the water temperature, I turn it on, I walk away, are my clothes going to get clean? No, I didn't put any soap in there. There's, everything has a cycle. So, okay, I said, I'm in a bit of a hurry now, I'm behind. So I throw the clothes in there, and I put it on spin, and it doesn't have a chance to get clean, it's got to go through that agitation. That's what I am, I'm an agitator. And, uh, and you got it's got to agitate, because if it doesn't agitate, the clothes aren't going to get clean. You've got to go through every cycle to get it clean. Amen? There's an order. Anything out of order is sin. God has an order. Let me illustrate one of God's orders. You, a man meets a woman, and a woman meets a man. They decide they love each other. They get engaged. They get married. Then they have a relationship with each other. And boom, pregnancy comes. Amen? I used to tell people, it was like uh, my wife, I'd just give her a kiss. It worked like a Polaroid camera. Boop, she's pregnant. And uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, we had four children in four years, I think it was. It was, it was too wow. close for me. And so, um, um, I thought it was all in the water anyway. Uh, we, uh, when, uh, when we, uh, we waited until we got married. Because that's the order. Right. Right. They should not meet someone, like them, move in with them, and have sin. Right. An adulterous, right. fornicating relationship. Right. That's not God's order. That's sin. Right. God has an order. Right. That order is meet, get engaged, get married, then move in with each other. Right. Right. You say, well, you're out of you're out of sync. No, you're out of sync. Right. Right. See, the world's out of step with Jesus Christ and His right. word. And we've been so used to that, that's what we do. Yeah. Many foreign countries they never even get married. 
right? Yeah. They just live with each other. And then when things don't go well, they leave each other. And that's why children are left on doorsteps or treated like pieces of trash. Yeah. Right. There's an order. God has an order. So take your Bible, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. I'll give you a chance to get there quickly for Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. This is the verse that launched us into this area. And I'm going to give you a quick review and try to get this wrapped up today, okay? Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And it says, Be not drunk with wine nor in its excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, I want you to notice that God says we're supposed to be filled with His Spirit. That S is a capital S referring to His Spirit or the Holy Spirit. Right. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't go to the music first, get all charged up, and then say, oh, I got it! That's not how it works. You get filled with the Holy Spirit, then you speak to yourself in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Uh, one of the things we learned uh, uh, a few weeks ago, we, we started with, uh, with uh, uh, the book of Kings, and we learned that uh, music is what has ruined many Christians' lives today spiritually because they don't understand what music is mm -hmm. and what music does and how the devil uses music. And we learned that uh, about King Solomon and how King Solomon built high places. Wisest man in the world screwed up really bad. Yeah. And he built high places to every false god out there because he married people outside the will of God. Right. right. He was supposed to marry women who were Israelites, right. not foreigners, right. and took their gods and made temples to their gods and adopted their ways and, and it became an idol. And Israel became idol worshippers because they followed the example of the king. And music has become an idol in the Christian's life. Where we'll cling to it but forsake the word of God. Because we will like it. We want it. It appeals to the flesh, and it does. Right. Contemporary Christian music today, and I'm going to call it Christian rock because that's basically what it is is really nothing but something that appeals to your flesh. All right? So we learned about that, and we learned how that affected Israel, and how idol worship literally destroyed the nation of Israel. And I'm going to conclude tonight by showing you how contemporary Christian music has destroyed many churches that are no longer in existence, churches that had 7,000 people every week in church. Yeah. Hmm. 5,000 people every week in church, 12,000 people every Sunday morning in church that are no longer in existence because a new pastor came in and brought contemporary Christian music and did not know what they were bringing with it and how it ended up to destroy that church. Now, you say, Brother Marco, you sound old-fashioned. Well, that's because I'm old. <laughs> You sound like something from a gener different generation. Yeah, a generation that had character. I don't mean to offend anybody, but I don't have any problem offending people like the snowflakes do today. Amen? If you're offended, well, then just get right with God and take care of it. Amen? It's more important that we do the right thing than feed our flesh. That's right. We learned last, uh, last time we learn that contemporary Christian music has music has three parts to it. We are three uh, full beings. 
we are a body, a soul, and a spirit. We learn that God is a threefold, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We learn that music is threefold, that the music is harmony, I'm sorry, it's melody, harmony, and rhythm. That's the order. There is an order to the human being. When we're not saved, we are a body and a soul that has no spirit. The spirit is quickened, it means made alive, and we become a threefold being alive in Jesus Christ with a soul, uh, I'm sorry, a spirit, a, a soul, and a body. All right. So uh, I need here. I need three guys. Very quick. One, two, three. Hurry, hurry, okay? Uh, you stand right there in the second step. You stand right here in the front, and you go around right in the very back. All right. So here we have here. We have the spirit. That's a part of man that communicates with God. You yeah. have the soul. That's the part of man that communicates with each other. Right. Your mind, your heart, your soul. That's the part of man that communicates with man. And you have your body that is driven by passions. Amen. You take a little kid, you put on a piece of rock music, and you watch them dance everywhere. True? That's their body. It had nothing to do with their spirit. Nothing to do with their spirit. Your soul has all your feelings and emotions and all that. You had feelings and emotions before you got saved, right? You got feelings and emotions after you got saved, right? Because that doesn't involve your spirit. The spirit part of you is the part of you that communicates strictly with God. The, the, spirit, the soul part communicates with man, and the flesh, or your body, communicates with the world, or the flesh, or the devil. Those are the three areas that this part works with. This is the proper order of man. When you put man in this order, then you have the spirit telling the soul, telling the body what to do. Right. And you're a spirit-filled person. Right. And now, look at that verse again in Ephesians, if you would, chapter 5, and it says this. It says in verse 18, Be not drunk with wine or in his excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So the Spirit part of you has got to run everything. Right. If the music is what's trying to get you spiritual, then you're looking at the wrong thing. Because music does not bring spirituality. The Word of God brings spirituality. Amen. God always works through His Word. That's right. Music you had before you were saved. Yeah. Music affected your flesh before you were saved. Right. Music affected your emotions before you were saved. Because being filled, filled with being spilled all over the place like a bottle of broken water. Uh, being filled with the Spirit has nothing to do with your soul. It has to do with your communication with God. That's right. And so music does not feed your spirit. The Word of God feeds your spirit. And so when you have a situation where music is controlling everything, now music has three parts too. All right? The melody the harmony, and the rhythm. This is the proper order of music. Melody, harmony, and rhythm. Melody is what we sing. Harmony is an offshoot of your melody. That's what harmony is. Rhythm is the, is the beat of the song. And so when you have... Change places here just for a second. When you have rhythm running the song, that feeds your soul, that feeds your spirit, that means your body is telling your soul what to do, that's telling your spirit what to do. This is not being spirit-filled. Right. You can't be. Right. You're out of order. Right. And to be out of order is yeah. sin. Yeah. Because God let all things be done decently and in order. So God 
music, the beat driving the music, it's appealing to your flesh. And if that's what's trying to get you to be spiritual, you're out of order. Now you say, well, I don't care. I don't understand that, and I don't really think it matters. It does, because it's God's word. You don't have to understand it. There's a lot of things in the word of God you don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why God loves me. But the greatest news a human being could ever hear is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God loves me. That's the greatest news I could ever hear. Why? I have no idea. I'm a wicked person. So are you. I don't deserve to go to heaven. I deserve to go to hell. And so do you. Yet Jesus loves me so much that he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again from death just because he loves me. And he does. He loves me. I don't understand that. I don't have to understand it for it to be true. You don't have to understand music for it to be true. And most people, this is where the idol part comes in. Because it appeals so much to our flesh. The rhythm pumps us up, gets us excited in the spirit that we don't even realize that the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with us. We're in trouble. Thank you, fellas. So, so we learn uh, that God hasn't ordered everything. We learn that that in that order uh, of music, uh, music uh, has those three parts, and those three parts have to be in order. Now, I wanted to give you a, a why God is upset when we go with contemporary Christian music. Three things. The first thing I said was contemporary Christian music is worldly music. Now, you just saw that illustrated. It's worldly music. Contemporary Christian music is, is worldly because it's not separated. It's just like the world. If I go to church and they take the platform and the pulpit and they turn it to look like a nightclub that I used to perform in as an unsaved drunkard, drug addict, who feels right at home, who used to open for bands like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the music is just like Earth, Wind, and Fire had, that's worldly. Separated means separated under the uh, purpose of God. Now, I told you uh, before, I gave you a bunch of quotes on how these musicians look at music. And all of them look at music from a worldly rock music perspective. We asked, I told you, I gave you a bunch of quotes. I don't have time to go through all those quotes or we're never going to get done tonight. But the truth is, is that if you, if you didn't get that, I think we got it on tape somewhere and you could probably get a copy of it. Amen. And the truth is, is that we need to make sure we're not letting the world control our spirit. We have to do that. We have to do that. But it appeals to us. Yes, it does. And I love candy. I do. I love candy. I love sugar. Oh, donuts. Bad heart. Stage four cancer. I start with dessert now. If I don't make it to the meal, at least I have a good time on the way. (laughs) But that's not a healthy way to live if you don't have issues. Amen? It's not a good way to live. So you have to discipline your body. Because you need to not let your body run your eating. I'm not a meal eater. 
I mean, I'll even, I would rather snack all day long from the time I wake up to the time I fall asleep. Not the time I go to bed, but the time I fall asleep because I like to snack while I'm in bed too. Yeah. I can eat meat, 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 meat until I die. Bacon. Oh, yes, bacon. Ham sandwich as I go to sleep. I'm just saying the body can't be in control. Because then you get angry. Yeah. And you say, how come I can't lose this weight? Well, because you don't have your eating under your food under control. Right. Right. There's, this, there's this TV show, and I'll, I'll say this, and i got to move on. There's a TV show called My 600-Pound Life. 600-Pound yeah. Life. You know what the doctor says? If you just follow what I tell you to do, you'll automatically lose weight. People come in and say, I've tried to do it. He said, no, you haven't. Because if you did what I told you to do, you would automatically lose weight. Right. That, this guy is critical. I mean, he's difficult on these people. He just keeps, they come in, I tried, I really tried. Well, you ate 50 pounds of McDonald's before you came in here. And that's not trying. Because yeah. it takes character. And the only thing that can control your body is when you have a spirit that controls your soul, that controls your body. Right. And that's why we speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Right. Amen. So that our soul is being fed by that spirit, which had a relationship with God, that, that excitement from the Word right. of God came from the Word of God, not from the music. When the excitement comes from the music, it's coming from the wrong direction. Leadership can't come from the bottom up, it's got to come from the top down. True? Amen. Yeah. Leadership comes from the top down. Amen. You can never go higher than your leader. Did you know that? That's a leadership principle. Leadership 101. You can never take your people higher than you are. Why? Because they you, you put a ceiling, you are the ceiling that's there. They can't go above you. Because leadership comes from the top down, not from the bottom up. So if you're not a good leader, your people can't grow underneath you. And the reason they can't grow underneath you is because they can't go any bit higher than you are. And if you're not very high, then they can't go anywhere. Principle number two when it comes to leadership. Are you ready? If you want your people to, to, to go, jump five feet, you have to jump ten feet. Yeah. Yeah. Because your people will never go up to where you're at, but they go higher. But you've got to give them room to go. So you've got to go much higher. That's leadership 101, step two. And the truth is, is that when it comes to a Christian life, you cannot make your flesh go higher than it's your soul and your spirit will go. And if your body is running everything through the music, then you can only go as high as your body can. And my body doesn't go that high no more. Used to be a high dropper, jumper, now I'm a low sitter. Amen. Number two, Christian contemporary music, CCM, has bad doctrine. Yeah, doctrine. Yes, yes, yes. doctrine is what we believe. It's a principle or a position or a body of principles in a, uh, in a branch of knowledge system or beliefs. It's also called a dogma. Dogma. Contemporary Christian music is ecumenical music. Remember I said uh, two weeks, three weeks ago that uh, one of Solomon's problems, they took all these false gods and brought them into Israel. Yeah. And so now they had a multitude of different gods in Israel. Now the Lord God was no longer the God. Right. 
Uh, first commandment, love the Lord. Uh, first commandment is, thou shalt have no other gods before thee. Is that right? Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he's got all these other gods, and they're all before him, and equal to him in the eyes and the minds of the people. Is that right? right. So if they're equal to him in the eyes and the minds of the people, then what you have is an ecumenical movement where everybody's the same. Right. Yeah. All religions are the same. Not all religions are the same, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Just because something calls itself Christian doesn't mean that it is. That's right. Amen. That means it brings all religions into one group called the One World Church. And that's what contemporary Christian music does. It brings everybody from every background, from every Christian religion to the same group. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. Yes. Here's what it says. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh unto uh, to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Christian contemporary music is based on feelings and emotions, not faith. Remember, you have feelings and emotions before you got saved. Salvation is not based on feelings and emotions. Based on knowledge of faith. Right. By faith. Right. By faith. By faith. For by faith, or by grace are you saved through faith. Ephesians 2 8 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, right. not of works. Right. right. Lest any man should boast. Right. Now, I said this a couple weeks ago, but the truth is, I've lost more church members over contemporary Christian music than over anything else. Yeah. I would rather preach on tithing and reaching into your pocketbook and telling you to get than this subject. Because this subject is an idol. And people will run God straight over. Because, hey, this is my music. You don't have the right to tell me it's wrong. Who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody. But if you want to follow this book, then you need to take God's principles and apply them to every aspect of your life. Amen. So they, uh, uh, salvation is by faith and nothing else. Is that true? Amen. Is it by works? Amen. Is works involved with salvation at all? No. So can you work your way to heaven? Can you be good enough to go to heaven? If I do, when I was 12 years old, I'd gotten in a lot of trouble. I know that's hard to believe, but I got in a lot of trouble this particular week. And my dad and my mom were so angry with me. I don't remember what I did, but they were really ticked off. My dad said, get in the car. It was a Saturday afternoon. Get in the car. Yes, sir. Started up the car. He drove down the road took me to the church, Catholic church. Saturday evening mass. Takes the place of Sunday morning mass. Yeah. He said, go in there and get something and straighten your life out. I went in there, and this place was huge. You walk in, you go, hello, how are you? I mean, it's huge. Marble everywhere. You take one step, and that goes. The place was filled. Five o'clock mass. I went inside. I went myself. Not liking my tank. I did the sign of the splash of water on myself. Genuflected, got in the last pew, and then some lady walked in. The place was crowded, so I gave her my seat, and I stood in the back. And then about 10 minutes into the service, I said, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to hell. If you took all the good I've ever done in my life, and I'm good the rest of my life, I can never outdo the bad I've already done 
by being there. I knew that at 12. I walked out to church. I sat on the top step of about 47 that led up to the building and just sat there, waiting for my parents to come. Never went back inside. But I knew I was going to hell. There's no way around it. There was nothing I could do to pay for my sin. 12 years old. Nobody showed me that. I knew it. Because salvation is not by works of righteousness. So let me quickly go on. So then, what makes someone a Christian? Salvation does. That's what makes you a Christian. Salvation makes you a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what Christian means. So if there's anything added to Christianity, if there's anything added to salvation, you're not a Christian. Right. Yeah. I grew up as a Catholic. They call themselves Christian, but they have purgatory. Right. That's where you kind of go to a little bitty hell for a little while. If you don't know what purgatory is, you die and go to purgatory. You spend time in purgatory while your sins are burning off of you. While you're in that heat for I don't know how long, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 1,000 years, till you pay for your sin... And then you can go to heaven. That's what purgatory is. That is a doctrine in the Catholic Church. Right. The same Catholic Church that uses contemporary Christian music that the same Baptist Church down the street uses. That sings the same songs in there that sings the same songs in the Baptist Church. Hello. Ecumenicalism. They say it's Christian. It's not. The music is not about Jesus saving you. The music is how to get you hyped up. Right, right. It's all about working yourself into a spiritual frenzy. Mm-hmm. Ecumenicalism. So, number three. Remember, Solomon, the difference, all the different religions became followers of a false god. Ecumenicalism, that's what it is. Another reason I, I, that God is opposed to contemporary Christian music is because of its ecumenical philosophy and principles. Now, this is really important, and this is where we're going to wrap up tonight. Hey, that's pretty good. John Stahl, the publisher of Worldship Leader Magazine, which has distributed 50,000 Christians, so-called, uh, uh, made this observation. The prophets of, and praise, the article in Christianity Today, said you have uh, pretty straight-laced but theologically liberal Presbyterian churches using the same songs that are being sung in a wild and crazy charismatic church, that are being used in the same uh, 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 that's being used in the same church that preaches and teaches uh, uh, the Roman Catholic uh, 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 the Roman Catholic praying to Mary, who also prays prays purgatory. Same music in all those churches by the same performers. He said this unique crazy music adapts all the songs. And their minds to the same unique Christianity. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not unique because there's nothing special about it. Right. Yeah. It's combining everything that calls itself Christian, but it's not. In an interview in, in Christianity Today, Don Mullen of Integrity Music said, I've discovered that uh, worship music in a traditional, uh, uh, traditionalism, a traditional uh, uh, transcultural group is a bridge uh, that any denomination would have 
run from 20 years ago, but embraced in great denominations today. Yeah. Wow. When I have concerts, Don Mullen went on to say, in the concerts I'll have 30 to 50 different types of churches responding in the exact same way. Well, that's ecumenicalism. That's one of the right. churches there. The ecumenical term that permeates Christian contemporary music includes the words anointed, mm -hmm. the body, united, John 17, that's what they call it, John 17. Tolerance, where they teach tolerance is love and tolerance isn't love. True love is being intolerant to sin. Right, right. Listen to my, it's not being, you're not loving your child if you're allowing your child to sin. Right, right. You must be honest with your child and tell them this is wrong and this will hurt you. Right, right. right. God's word tells us that all the time. All you have to do is read the book of Proverbs and you find out that fornication, out. Right. Yeah. Adultery, out. Right. Foolishness, out. Right. They all hurt you. Forever. Yeah. So God makes sinless all the time and the reason he puts them in his word is so that we are aware. Beware. Bridge out. Yeah. Look out. Stop. Bridge out. Yeah. Right. Don't go here. If you ever, quote, if you've ever seen a bunch of young people, whether they be Lutheran, Presbyterian, or Baptist, Charismatic, or Evangelicals, setting aside their religious uh, uh, individual, individual doctrines to jump and shout to Petra as they walk on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who they are, but that's, that's a good They share and express their own, in their own churches, less theological exclusiveness and embrace tolerance. That was said by Mr. Larson in a contemporary Christian magazine called Contemporary Christian Music. First Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 4 says chapter 4 verse 1, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 4, 1, 2, 3, and 4 say this, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead right. and is appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Right. Mm -hmm. Preach the word, be instant, in season yeah. and out of season. That means when it's popular or when it's not. Right. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long, long suffering and doctrine. So I guess doctrine is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Says it is right here. For time will come when they'll not endure sound doctrine. We're there right now. Yes, we but after their own lust shall heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto faith. That is what's happening to contemporary Christian music. And that is what ecumenicalism does. That's what ecumenicalism does. So that's why it's so important that we be careful. I'm going to tell one story. And I'm not. Contemporary Christian music weakens the fundamental stance of any church. I'll say that one more time. That's probably, one of the, that's probably the most important statement I'll make. Contemporary Christian music weakens the fundamental stance of a church. 
It weakens the church's fundamental stance, resulting in a gradual lowering of standards of morals and then doctrine. Now, let me give you an example. There's an example uh, of a church called Temple Baptist Church of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. The, the church was pastored by J. Frank Norris, who also pastored here at the same time in Fort Worth. He was pastor of both Temple Baptist in, yeah. De in Detroit and here at the Fort Worth Baptist Temple. Yeah. And uh, uh, here's the example. The church was pastored by J. Frank Norris from 1935 to 1950. It was a great bastion of Christian doctrine. The church grew by leaps and bounds. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people were reached weekly in Detroit. Literally, hundreds of thousands under the ministry of James Frank Morris were saved at Temple Baptist. Then, at, when he retired, G. Beecham Vick became the pastor from 1950 to 1975. And the church continued to grow and to stand against liberalism, to stand for the King James Bible, to stand Amen. for soul winning, for stand, stand against sin. And it was a great church running over 7,000 people a week. Right. I've been there preaching. I've been there. In 1975, he retired, and A.B. Henderson, a friend of mine and a friend of preachers, yeah. became the pastor. Then when he re, uh, came and moved to uh, Springfield, I think, Illinois, right? No, Springfield? Springfield. Yeah. Springfield, Missouri. Missouri. He moved to Springfield, yeah. Truman Dollar took it. It was conservative, fundamental church, preached strong Bible doctrine, promoted holy, holy living, separation from the world, and used only one Bible that came Amen. In 1990, the church got a new pastor by the name of Brad Powell. He began to lead the church in the contemporary uh, direction. It went into contemporary Christian music and dropped its convictions. Turned from Bible doctrine. And in February of 2000, Temple Baptist changed its name to Northridge Church of Plymouth, Michigan. <coughs> dropped all of its doctrine. Yeah. If you walked in there today, you would think, oh, well, they're not, no longer in the property that they were in. Right. You'd walk into the building now, you would think you walked into a rock concert. There's absolutely nothing that has to do with Jesus Christ going on in there anymore. And you couldn't find the doctrine of salvation if you wanted to. Because when you have that kind of music coming in, then you have somebody get up into the pulpit. And they go to preach the sound doctrine of the Word of God. Your spirit is not awake at this moment. Right. You have no harmony going on here. You have your flesh that got all put up. Preacher preached a great message. Man, there was no harmony in there. 
Because the world was on one side and the spirit was on the other side and all they did was fear each other. If you want to know the name of the church, I'll tell you it, Prestonwood. It's horrible. You cannot grow and you become extremely worldly. And there is no depth because it takes the Holy Spirit all the service just to get your place, yourself, to the place where your spirit will pay attention to right. Him. Right. Because you've been letting the Holy Spirit, you've been letting your flesh lead your spirit. Right, right. Now the church no longer exists. The people don't get saved. And look at the condition of the church in the, the city. Not only did it destroy the church, its doctrines and its people, but the effect that it had on cities no longer there. Right, yeah. right, that's right. Souls no longer getting saved there. They sold all the property out. They don't own it anymore. God's no longer in control. It's a wild city. If you haven't been to Detroit in a while, it's a wild city. Yeah. How many have heard of Devil's Night? Have you ever heard of Devil's Night? That's the day before Halloween. Yeah. Devil's Night. You know where Devil's Night has its roots in? Detroit, Michigan. Because on Detroit, in Detroit, Michigan, on the night before Halloween, it's called Devil's Night. The place goes wild. Why is this important? Because now, that gospel witness that was once there, because they wanted to appeal to their flesh and try to keep the young folks coming. Right. Abandon the doctrine of the word of God. Yeah, yeah. And it died. Yeah. Because God will not stay where he's not wanted. Right, right, yeah. right. Because they made an idol out of music. Right. And God and the devil do not share the same problem. Right. Mm. I'm going to make one more statement. Let me go back up to it. I made it when I first started. Uh, not today, but uh, last time. And I, and I said that I made, I made this statement. If I can find it real quick, then we'll stop. I said, uh, there's two kingdoms. There's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of, there's two realms. And you see in the Old Testament and New Testament, there's the realm, which is a sovereign uh, community or territory run by a sovereign. Our sovereign is Jesus Christ. Our realm is salvation by grace and faith, eternal life in the kingdom of God, the church, the Jews of the Old Testament, and Jesus as the king who's coming. The second one is the realm of, the realm of, the, of this world. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Hell, death, destruction, ruled by Satan. Ephesians 2 2 says, Born in the time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit that now worketh, and the children of disobedience. Right. That's what happened at just one church. I can give you hundreds of examples of this. But in this one church, that's what happened. And it affected the whole community. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because you don't understand the depth of the outreach 
that God puts in his church. Right. Yeah. And our place to affect the community part. This church isn't supposed to stay within these four walls. Right. Amen. We're supposed to affect our friends, our neighbors, our relatives. The world's not supposed to right. affect us. We're supposed to affect the world. Right. We're supposed right. to change it, not let it change us. Right. right. The contemporary Christian music is bringing the world into the church, embracing it as a false god, an idol, clinging to it. And when you put the devil and the God together, they don't go. They don't work. It doesn't work. And every time, I hate to say it, this, every time, the devil wins. Right. Yeah. I can tell you about the Southern Baptist Convention, what's happened over in it yeah. over the last 10 years. How that the man that was president of the Southern Baptist Convention two years ago well, it's so discouraged with Baptists and had gone to this style of, of thing. He took Baptist off his name completely. And he's the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And he said that he and, and uh, Muslims believe in the same God. You know why? Ecumenicalism. Yeah, yeah. We all serve the same God. Yeah. We all have the same. We just got to love everybody. Tolerate. Right. Tolerance is love. No tolerance isn't love. If I got a big smear on my face and you just are tolerant of that big smear, tell me about it. I want to get the smear off my face. Everybody let him go, oh, I wonder what happened to his face. They keep on going. Or they look at you kind of odd. You say, well, hey, yeah. Amen? Yeah. Tell me the truth. I want to know. Amen. And God says that was preaching supposed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And music takes the place of preaching. And the music lasts an hour and the preaching lasts 20 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Something's wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to tail away. Yeah. Right. Now, I love it. And the preacher asked me to speak about this because he loves you. Amen. He doesn't want you to get caught up in this. Yeah. Now, that is why we don't have it in the church. But be honest with you, you shouldn't have it in your own life either. Mm. Because it does the same thing with you spiritually. It will destroy you, it'll destroy your spirituality. If you have to get pumped up, go read your Bible. Amen. Amen. You say, I don't have time to read your Bible and get a CD or a DVD, or I'm sorry, a CD or MP3 player, or put it on your phone or your smartphone. Put the Word of God on there and play it in your ears while you're doing your work. Yeah. And let the Word of God start to work inside of you and make you become spiritually alive. Amen. Amen. That is why God says in Ephesians chapter 5, Verse number 18. That we need to have be filled with the Spirit. Be not yeah. filled with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Right. Speaking to yourselves in songs or spiritual songs. Because that's what will make the difference. It's that spirit that makes you want to say. Right. Mm -hmm. I love to tell the story. Yeah. Right. Those who know it best. <laughs> yes, I do. I love to tell the story. Yeah. Because it's about Jesus Christ. Amen. How he died on brings me back to his word. It's not glorifying. Right. That 